Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Okay, guys, on this episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, this is another Coaches Roundtable featuring Sarah Ford and Chelsea Stewart. These are two online coaches that are very science-based and focus not only on the client's physical health, but their mental health as well. Again, we did one of these, I believe it was about a week and a half ago here on Beyond the Bikini Radio. Um, Chelsea, Sarah, and I, we all just like to touch base on a similar topic that we feel like our clients are struggling with and um, meet up and ask questions and collab off of each other. Um, the other thing I want to point out in this episode is the calls are all recorded through a app and the audio is a little bit, um, it's not the best quality and I do want to apologize for that. But again, there's so much great content in here and I know that it can help a lot of you. And again, here on Beyond the Bikini Radio, this podcast I do 100% free and What I would love for you to do is if you are enjoying these episodes is to share this on your Instagram and then tag me at Nicole Fairy Fitness, or I would just love you to leave the podcast a rating and review because that's how we grow here on iTunes. So tune in guys and enjoy. We are good. All right. So welcome to another round table. I have Sarah Ford here and Chelsea Stewart joining me in on today's, I guess you could call it a podcast. So welcome guys. Thank you again. Hey, hey. Sarah, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then I'll have Chelsea. Um, Roundtables have been something new that we've been doing and we got a lot of great feedback from the last roundtable. So this one is going to be a completely different topic. We'll try to do different topics every single week, um, whatever we see is trending with our clients. Um, or that they're struggling with, and we just want to address it to help you guys further. So, Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself um, and explain what you do, and then Chelsea, I'll have you go next. Okay, Uh, my name is Sarah Ford. I am a coach on Team BioLane. Um, Been coaching part-time for a little over a year, um, year and a half or so, and um, full-time now that I graduated with my master's in exercise science. So that's my deal. Awesome. And then Chelsea, you're next. Okay. I am Chelsea Stewart. I am a in-person trainer and also an online coach. I'm um, on Nick Comadina's team and I've been coaching online with him for over a year as well. Awesome. So you guys have quite a bit of experience, have worked with a variety of people and have a lot to input into today's conversation, which is how do you stay motivated during a maintenance phase or even a building phase um, if your goal isn't fat loss or you aren't quite ready to lose weight because you haven't built your physique yet? So one thing I really see is that Whenever I have a client who's working with me and I tell them, you know, we're going to stick with like a maintenance phase, I don't want to quite 
you know, cut you down yet. We need to work on building. I find that they are a lot less motivated to, you know, start the program. They almost feel like, what's the point if I'm not seeing results, if I'm not seeing my body change, nothing is really happening. When in reality, so many benefits are coming from them feeding their body, training, and then repeating that with recovery alongside of that. And they're making so much progress doing that versus, you know, just losing a couple pounds and having a few more lines on their body. What do you guys think? Um, I, I like how you kind of mentioned, oh, sorry. <laughs> I like how you mentioned that um, they aren't seeing results because a lot of times that's something that right there, the fact that we're eating more food and we're not really seeing huge visual changes is a good thing, right? Because we're increasing our metabolism and not, gaining a bunch of weight so a lot of times that's a just in its own a really good indication of progress for people that I like to tell them like you're doing great mm -hmm. we're eating more food and we're not gaining weight that's awesome yeah definitely how about you Sarah yeah, yeah it's oftentimes those non-visual things that you have to point out to them um, another thing I like during a maintenance phase is this is like the time where we focus on habits, right? Um, you know, I have a lot of people that they complain, you know, they're in a maintenance phase, but they're barely getting their protein intake or meal timing is all over the place, or, um, they can't, they can't go out to eat without being a total stress ball. So these are, this is the time where we set, you know, okay, this week's goal. Yeah. We're in a maintenance phase. I'm not changing your calories, but this week I really want you to get 30 grams of protein post-workout every single day. And that's, you know, that's the goal this week. And then, you know, hitting by hitting that goal, you're, um, you know, kind of, I mean, it, it's a goal, right? And it's, that's an accomplishment. Um, like Chelsea said, kind of like a, a non-visual one. Yeah. Um, I all definitely agree. Like with eating more calories and being less focused on food is huge. Um, I think so many people, I mean, they don't see the benefits of just eating more, but when you're eating more consistently, you're able to focus on other things in your life and your training's probably improved. You're probably able to have more flexibility on the weekends. Um, but alongside with that is you can keep track of this, you know, with a, a certain kind of log sheet, which includes your biofeedback. So things like your energy, how are cravings, um, how are you feeling, like strength again. For females, there's so many markers like having a consistent period. So keeping track of that, um, I lost track of like the other thing I was going to touch upon. Oh, if you're gonna diet, if you're not able to be consistent with higher calories, how do you think you're gonna be on lower calories? Because when you're eating less, it's just going to be harder in general. It's just innately harder. So if you're not able to be consistent when you have more food freedom and flexibility, you haven't like earned the right to diet in my opinion. Yeah. It's a really good time to focus on your relationship with food as well, because with having higher calories, you know, obviously we, all of us preach like flexible dieting, but you still have to get like micronutrients and you still want to, you know, focus on eating healthy. So that really does help you build that like relationship with food and your balance with food. So that when you go into a dieting phase, you're not just like, I hate eating healthy and I have no balance whatsoever. And all I do is think about food all the time. 
-hmm. Yeah. It's like finding your balance, you know, like having like, you know, hitting, you know, getting your three servings of veggies a day, but then being okay with, Hey, I have a lot of carbs to hit, you know, volume wise, it makes more sense to have this fun cereal on top of my yogurt and in as opposed to, you know, a huge bowl of oats or something. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something to work on. What kind of training goals do you guys like to, to set during a maintenance phase um, with clients? Um, I really have mine focus a lot on their compound lifts. So in how I keep track of my clients' progress, they use like a big Excel document, but it includes their strength and they track it for upwards of 12 weeks um, for all of their compound lifts again. So back squat, um, sometimes I have front squats in there, deadlifting, bench pressing, body weight pull-ups, because I feel like every girl wants to be able to do pull-ups. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, push-ups and shoulder press so they can keep track of that. Um, and I also will have them on occasion test their one rep max just to see where that currently is because so many of my clients who aren't cutting, like they can see, oh, well, I'm getting stronger. Like my squat was 135 and now I can squat 170. Like I'm definitely making musculature improvements if I'm lifting more. So it keeps them excited, which makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to program is to do like one to two heavier sets of like three to five reps and then drop down and do more volume so that they're still able, like you said, to be able to track their strength progression. But then we still get that volume in. So they still are like, you know, able to grow and get stronger. So having like top sets kind of like for, a, yeah, I like that. Um, I also like, um, after every like eight to 12 weeks or so testing, not one rep maxes, but like three or five rep maxes. That's always, you know, it's, it's good. It pushes you. Um, it's a little safer than a one rep max. A lot of times, you know, the, I guess, you know, we can all probably agree the downside to online coaching is we can only see videos. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but setting, you know, those three, five rep maxes, I mean, again, most of our girls, you know, they're, they're, guys um their their goals are more hypertrophy focused so we're not really necessarily increasing one rep max strength but increasing strength at a higher rep range and testing that out um another thing that i encourage is them trying different activities so they have the calories yeah. to do that so some of my clients were swimmers or um I have a couple that have rode horses or I, they do climbing and I'm like, do it. Like, why don't we incorporate that? That could be counted as a cardio session if you would like, but do the activities that you really enjoy, especially if your energy is really high, we might as well take advantage of that because going to the gym, although, you know, so many of us, we love that structure in place. It can get boring and to get you out of a rut. That's when I would recommend incorporating those activities or even just taking your workout outside. I mean, we think, a workout has to be weight training when a workout could be going for a walk outside, riding your bike, um, taking your dog to the dog park and chasing it around. Like a workout could be so many things that's not just weight based. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I agree. And I will say kind of going back to like the strength things, uh, Sarah, you said that um, a lot of our clients are hypertrophy focused, like they're just focused on wanting to grow, change their physique. And while that is definitely true for like 99% of my clients, I still notice on their check-ins, they seem to get more excited about like hitting PRs in the gym than they do about seeing more lines or more shreds or seeing the scale yeah. go down. So that's always really cool because even if your end goal is to change your physique, it is just so exciting to hit a new PR in the gym and get stronger. Absolutely. And I think that is, 
I don't know, at least in my experience and talking to you guys and talking to my clients, that's the confidence booster. Like that, yeah. it's not, it's not the delt cap delts, you know, it's that I was mm -hmm. able to do the thirties for a dumbbell press or a shoulder press. Um, and you know, women, especially who we are, you know, primary, primarily working with, um, you know, it's building that confidence in this phase and, um, you know, not feeling like you have to diet or you have to be chasing a, a number on the scale to, to be confident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I get a lot of confidence when I'm able to lift more and being a female in the gym, it can be really liberating when you feel like you don't need any sort of help from a guy, um, mm -hmm. and that you know how to navigate your way around the gym and lift heavy. It just feels good. Um, because I know what it's like to kind of relate to what I posted today, but I know what it's like to not be strong. And that never brought me confidence, like being skinnier, being smaller, um, only doing cardio that never brought me confidence. Like what brought confidence was me building up my shape and getting uncomfortable every single day with the bar. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like the, I tell people all the time, the reason why I love the gym and why I love fitness and why I love lifting weights is because being stronger is what made me feel more confident in myself. Like it has nothing to do with what my body looks like. That's just like a really exciting secondary benefit. It's a side effect. It's a side yeah. effect. Yeah. No, agreed completely. Okay. Um, one last thing I want to touch upon is if your client is wanting to jump into a fat loss phase, but you think that they still need to keep on building or even maintain, what would be your advice to that client? Um, I think, you know, talking about the long-term game, the long-term vision, uh, for example, if someone's just in education, so if someone's just coming to me, um, you know, we reverse dieted for 12 weeks, but they've been a yo-yo dieter their whole life. Um, you know, I kind of explained to them, Hey, listen, we need to sit at these calories because we're going to diet. I can diet you, but nothing's going to happen and you're going to be left more frustrated. And, um, you know, so it's having that real kind of tough love conversation. Sometimes I'll do it and then they'll see that nothing happens. I'm like, Hey, we'll give it six weeks. You know, if you really, if you really want to go there, but oftentimes nothing happens or they're, you know, have to get super low calorie, super fast. And I'm like, you know, hello, listen, you know, um, I really try to never do that. But if someone is that adamant and stubborn, um, you know, you kind of, you know, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens and, you know, have a little case study. Yeah. How about you, Chelsea? Yeah. Um, I definitely, I think this is one of the benefits of like leading by example and living the lifestyle that we're preaching to our clients is that I'll use myself as an example and I'll just be straight up with them and be like, guys, listen, I have been that person who would bulk for five seconds and then be like, oh man, I'm getting fat. I don't want to do this anymore cut back down and then just continue going through the cycle of being like, why do I look exactly the same? You know, like five years later, I've not made any progress and I will show them pictures of myself and I will tell them exactly what I went through. Like, cause I went through a like really big reverse myself and, um, show them like, I actually finally made physical change and it was so worth it. And I will tell them like, I know it's uncomfortable, like relate to them. And it yeah. really helped to like have that conversation of like, I've been where you are. I get what you're feeling. But like Sarah said, like, think of the long term. It's not worth it to just keep spinning your wheels for no reason. It's really important as a coach to lead by example. And I think a lot of your clients connected to you. That's why they chose to work with you. And 
I always, I mean, even like right now I'm taking a while from being in like a crazy deficit or prep. And I'm like, look, like I, I could lose weight right now, but I'm choosing not to, I'm choosing to build. I'm choosing to um, focus just on strength and to focus on other aspects of my life that don't include a competition stage or super low macros or double day cardio sessions. Like I'm focused on um, building and uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. And I think it's really important to, you know, relate to them and realize like, yeah, we get uncomfortable too sometimes. Um, not only yeah. in the dieting phase, but we get uncomfortable in a building phase. Um, neither is easy, but they both will change you for the better. Yeah. Another thing too is um, like we were talking about with just education coming from a even just number standpoint, you know, if we're at 1600 calories 1700 calories you can be real with them be like all right to be in a caloric deficit we're gonna have to put you down to 1500 but you are going to adapt to that pretty quickly and then where are we gonna go and then we're gonna be at 1200 and then you're gonna be food focused Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna be happy and I think even just bringing it to like a number standpoint helps for a lot of my clients they're like oh yeah you're right I don't see how that's gonna work definitely I just think I mean I think that's so important for a coach to just not just say no, yes, no, but say why we're doing this or what the pros and cons are, Um, you know, explaining the the decisions that you want, you know, because, you know, we want all our clients, we don't want them to have us as coaches forever, Um, even though that would be nice (laughs) business-wise, you know, we want to, you know, it's, it's, we want to, um, yeah, help them think for themselves and, and give them that education. Um, Sarah, you'll always say like, do your checks and balances. And I'll always have my clients do a pros and cons list before we switch the way we are going about their fitness goals. So like I've had a lot who have been spending time reversing with me during the summer and winter, and now they're wanting to get ready for maybe an event this summer and they want to enter a cutting phase. I'm like, you better do a in-depth pros and cons list for me before we go into this deficit, because I want to make sure that there's definitely more pros in this situation than cons. So. I love that. I'm making my clients make pros and cons lists. I That's love that. Good. Yeah. That it good. just makes them like see it for themselves instead of acting out of a place of emotion. Like they're able to see, okay, like I really do want this or, okay, there's too many cons going on right now. Like I'm trying to get pregnant right now. Maybe this isn't the best situation for me. I'm not trying to get pregnant. I'm just throwing out an example. But, um, you know, if you have so many cons over those pros, then the answer is pretty clear on what you guys should decide on. Yeah, I like how it makes it a team effort as well, too. So they feel like they're part of the decision-making process versus just like your coach being like, like you were saying, Sarah, just yes or no, or telling them exactly what to do with no reasoning. Oh, absolutely. Especially with like setting up the timeline of things. Like I'll always like, I have one girl who's getting ready. She's picking a show for this year. And you know, I'm like, okay, we do this show. Here are my thoughts on pros and cons for that. But what are your thoughts? Like, what do you have coming up in your life? You know, what do you feel ready for? Um, So meeting people where they're at for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that this will be a really helpful episode for a lot of people. So thank you again, guys. Um, And then all of Sarah's information and Chelsea's information is going to be down in the description box down below for those who are listening on Beyond the Bikini Radio. So thanks, guys, so much. Thanks Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. 
Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.